train. Yeah. Man, I love that song. <laughs> Someday, if I ever get hitched, I'm walking down the aisle to that song. Man, we're early today. We are three minutes early. We've been uh, watching some uh, Red Wing hockey. And uh, my God, maybe the best first period of their whole season. I'm so excited. What do you Man, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm talking hockey. Your intro. Podcast. Oh, Everybody's intro. tuning out. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, everybody. And welcome to a bomb dropping. <laughs> Sparkler wavings. Maki Ito serenading. God, what a beautiful angel she is. Matt Lashley coronating Shane McMahon main eventing episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. We're going to tackle AEW Revolution. Boom. Duke it out in the Wednesday Night Wars like we do every week. Is there really a loser? I don't think so. I think the winner is just us because we watch more wrestling. Woo. And, of course, we're going to make time for some wrestling nuggies. Matt, that's your favorite thing. And uh, we're going to... You know, maybe not both of us. I don't know your brain, but I'm going to make the case for the aftermath of Omega's engineering skills, which I think Eddie Kingston already did for me. Matt, it's another episode. It's spicy. It's hot. It's actually, that's actually warm. It was 60 yesterday. What a beautiful day to go outside. Matt, how are things at the Casa de Eddie? They are fantastic, even though Mike, she did it again. You want to take a you want to take a quick guess? I'm gonna play. We'll play a quick game. Mike, what did Addie do again today? Today, Addie uh, made you think that she smeared poop on her face again. <laughs> no. Oh. She got the same eyeball. Oh. For the third time. To the point now where, like, you know, uh, my my wife is a doctor and. She said uh, to me today, because of what's going on right now, is yeah. that for the, like, I've had pain. I mean, like, wake up in the middle of the night and I'm punching the wall pain. I've, I've told that story before. Today yeah. was just, Mike, I can't see out of it anymore. It's, everything's completely blurry. I, like, if I'm, ta I, I told you I wrote, uh, I had to do like a 5,000 word blog. I finished it today and I had to do it with one eye because she kicked me really hard and scraped her foot in a sock ac across my eye. So for like the next hour, it felt like my eye was just, uh, it was like, it was like cotton mouth, but just on my eye. It was awful. So it wasn't as painful as like when my eye was flipped open. I think we all remember yeah. that, that wonderful story. Yeah, but this is a, a whole great. new pain. This, I mean, it just, oh my God. Uh, and now that I can't see, it's getting a little bit better. Like right when it happened, I, I was thinking like, oh shit, I, this is it. I'm blind. Um, <laughs> but, but it is getting better. Uh, this all, this all happened today. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, uh, I, here we go. There's wrestling plug. How are you doing, buddy? Happy Thursday. Uh, he's got a little line for us here. The, the amount of kid-related think... injuries my wife and I have had is unreal. We feel your pain. Uh, you know, wrestling plug, uh, Matt, you know, just chalk it up to reason number uh, 5,000 why I'm not uh, gunning for kids. I mean, maybe <laughs> I will start gunning for kids to protect you, Matt, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not. Anyway. I'm not having kids anytime soon. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to go blind. I don't want to. I don't be Rey Mysterio with one eyeball popping out of my head. That's not appealing to me. 
Um, it's gonna, yeah. If anybody <laughs> in the podcasting community is gonna have that befall them, uh, if anybody's gonna be Ray Mysterioing it uh, anytime soon, it's gonna be me. She loves my left eye. It's not just like I'm sitting here going, she loves hitting my eyes. Mike, she loves the left eye. That fucker is going to be so dead by the time I'm like 40. (laughs) (laughs) That's assuming you Uh, make it to 40, Matt. Right. Who knows what happens when she gets like an ice pick in her hand. Counting those chickens before they're hatched. Uh, (laughs) Matt, where can the beautiful people find everything uh, eyeball gouging related? (laughs) Find it at peodipodcast.com and brothersadiscussion.com. Uh, of course, uh, Mike, our, our hottest video on the YouTubes right now Ooh, is, uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> left eye, Lisa oh, left no. eye Lopez, RIP. Um, that, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Um, anyway, I'm all distracted now. Our hottest video on the YouTube, Mike, is us still going over, uh, the repercussions of the Undisputed Era breaking up and how Ooh. far reaching they could be over the next year. So I still recommend us. That's our hottest video right now. You guys go check yep. that out. Um, hotter than our, our podcast episodes for either show. I, I'm pretty happy you guys are liking that uh, Undisputed Era video. Um, you know go what? check that uh, out. No scrubs in that video. That's <laughs> true. As for you, <laughs> well, wrestling you know so Some might have been mentioned. I'll, I'll throw that out there. All right. Uh, that's uh, Brothers of Discussion YouTube channel. And uh, at BOD Podcast at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. Hey, you know what? Actually, that video's on uh, IGTV, too. Uh, so you can check that out, too. Uh, I think nice. that's everything. And, Mike, we have a banger of a show. Uh, I think everybody's excited to hear our takes on that explosive ending uh, to <laughs> AEW. But also, Mike, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to play that Shane McMahon game we have coming up. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to rank all of Shane McMahon's WrestleMania. Ooh. I, uh, I'm not sure if we're gonna rank them by uh, like the the st- like a match rating or like hype for the feud, but you'll explain more. But I think I have a good response to it either way. Yes. Um, but yeah, then of course the Wednesday Night Wars. So uh, do, do you want to jump into some AEW conversation first? I mean, uh, we just had Revolution. Um, I can't remember if it was, uh, I want to say it was uh, Bully Ray said, it doesn't matter what happened in the match, all people are going to remember is the finish. Um, And the the bomb fiasco uh, definitely, uh, you know, was the target for a lot of jokes uh, at AEW's expense, at Tony Khan's expense. Um, You know, and eventually uh, they they pivoted around and turned it and, you know, blamed Kenny Omega. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But it was still a pretty explosive show outside of that. Um, Matt, we essentially had one, two, three, I would say four debuts. Uh, Christian was our surprise Hall of Famer. Uh, Maki Ito, oh my God, uh, what a what a first impression. What a second impression she made on Wednesday. Um, Ethan Page uh, got to have his AEW debut. And Sting, returning to the ring after... My God, an injury. We thought he was done. I didn't even know he was going to survive that injury. It sounded really bad. Uh, like sp- spinal neck stuff never sounds good. Uh, but he came back in the cinematic match. And uh, I-, I think he did himself a service. I think he did the wrestling community a service. Um, Matt, of those four, what was your favorite one? Maki Ito. I mean, it- <laughs> she's absolutely wonderful. 
uh, flipping off everybody she could find. Uh, and the the dynamite performance was Mike. It was dynamite. Uh, yeah. I, just, I loved everything about her coming into the show. And I, I tweeted that night. I, I it was kind of ranking them like right there. Like what was the hot take? And that was easy for me to say that it, it was Ito was my favorite part. Mike, that might have been. All right, we'll get into the explosive finish, but that might have been my favorite part of the whole show. Um, was her because it was just it just came out of nowhere, and it, it was something where it wasn't built up like some other debuts. Um, where you know what, let's get into that. Yeah, that was fun. Um, uh, but yeah, so Christian, Mike, uh, that did not. That would have been such a better debut. Again, I, I think we've said this about a couple of different times that new guys have come over. Don't don't make me tune in. Like reward the people that tune in. Don't don't tell me this is going to be humongous and can't miss because I'm already watching every goddamn episode. So when you tell me it's can't miss, I'm assuming. Look, yeah. everybody, <laughs> it's Christian. Okay, I. Think about how you felt when he was jumping on main event. Were you turning? Were you tuning into main event? No, you weren't you know tuning into main event. So <laughs> you know if what? You're gonna give me this. Let me let me finish. If you're gonna give me uh, this bullshit that I'm being mean to Christian because I should be more excited about it, then ask yourself how many times you tuned into main event when he was the main when he was the main attraction on that show because you didn't fucking tune in. You did not watch any of those matches. Because he's not that exciting. I'm sorry. He did not deserve. It would have been fun. Yeah, you know what, Mike? At the Royal Rumble, to be completely honest, I I didn't really like. I kind of went, "Oh, that's cute, Edge and Christian," but I didn't pop. I didn't go, "Oh my God, Christian to the Royal Rumble." Uh, and maybe I'm in the minority. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm the jerk, but. Um, we we are uh, traditional, uh, both sides of our mouth talkers, okay? Yeah. So don't think I'm about to accuse you of something. I'm about to confess my own uh, talking out of both sides of my mouth. So <laughs> on, one, on one side, I was like, okay, it's not Bret Hart. It's not Kurt Angle. You know, I didn't want another impact rehash. I didn't want a guy who's, you know, pushing 70 uh, getting trotted out there. I think the only person who could pull that off right now is Sting, and he's got the face paint, so you can't, you know, you kind of squint. You don't really know. Oh, maybe he's still forty-eight. You know, maybe he's still got it at forty-eight. So at least it was that, right? It's a guy who, you know, he's in shape. We saw him at the Rumble. Um, it's it's not an old Hall of Famer, right? It's a guy who could still go. But still, I, I just, it's nothing against him. But when you bill it as one of the greatest ever, you know, a, a surefire Hall of Famer. Right. For me, that means, that means Edge is coming out, not Christian. And I challenge you, all those bleeding hearts and, you know, the eye, you know, the tears coming out. Well, everybody's being mean. Yeah. How many of you own a Peeps t-shirt? None of you. You shove it up your ass. Nobody out there has a Peeps t-shirt. Is he a great wrestler? Yes. 
Would I geek out really hard if he was on our show? Of course. But the way they build it, it sounded like Edge was saying, fuck WrestleMania, I'm AEW. Like, it was that level of kind of superstardom. So I, I just, it was a very safe, responsible choice. And, you know, we've seen all the all the right things being said. He's going to come in that AEW locker room, uh, you know, take people aside, really give some coaching. Um, it looks like his first feud's going to be with Omega. Um, so, again, just another way to really elevate that, that devilish, uh, you know, mustache twiddling, uh, you know, uh, bomb operating heel that is Kenny Omega. Um, I think that's a good move. It's uh, here's Amy. A, here's a bomb has been dropped by Amy. First bomb dropped tonight. Amy called Christian a mid Carter, period. I cannot debate it. He's uh, I'm Please, sorry, I, you in, know, in the chat, like, don't. Don't like give us your your baloney that you remember so and so match from whatever in Impact Wrestling. You know what? If it's any of you, not, if any of I'm you, sorry, can like, tweet. What if we tweet ever put him on Instagram or Facebook a picture of yourself in a Christian shirt? I will buy you <laughs> anything you want from the Brothers of Discussion website. Anything you want. Yours. And you've only got five minutes. So no, you've got the rest of your life. If you can find a Christian shirt, <laughs> by God, it's in the bottom of your closet getting eaten by silverfish and moths. Just put on that tattered rag. You get a free shirt from me. Or a mug. Or a mask. Whatever you want. You know what? I'm putting this on the line because I guarantee none of you have it. Suck <laughs> it. a lifetime guarantee. Oh, this man. Is... This is going to be fun. Mike, when, we, when, we, when our show does explode and people go back and binge all of our episodes... And there's thousands of people that are sending you pictures. You know what I'm going to be doing? You know what I'm going to be doing? Looking through those tweets. You know what I'm going to be doing? Looking for Christian shirts. You know what I'm going to be doing, Matt? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. Right. We don't hate Christian. It's it's just the way it was booked. All right. So there you go. Both sides of our mouth. Uh, But, Matt, we got to get into that main event. Uh, <laughs> okay, the buildup was great. There was handcuffs. My God, John Boxley, that you know, there's a countdown, and then Eddie Kingston came out. If you didn't pop, like I popped, uh, I I don't know if you have a heart and a soul because that yeah. was a beautiful moment to see Kingston throw away that whole feud, you know, with the AEW Championship to go rescue his friend that he thought was going to get you know blown to smithereens uh, at the dastardly hands of Kenny Omega. And then the two of them sold a backyard sparkler birthday party like it was <laughs> World War II in the trenches. My God. Right. So here's here's the thing, Mike. Um, first of all, I, I, I saw someone else's take on this match, and I went yeah. back and watched uh, the old Kenny Omega, Omega and Omega. What am I doing? What, what kind of old man from... <laughs> it's like... French Canadian territories. Uh, Kenny Omega, you know, Mike, grab a brew with Kenny Omega. No, um, <clears throat> the old match with with uh, Moxley and Omega, Mike, it was so much better than this. It was like more intense. It was like this felt like they were when I, I you go back and watch those matches. Um, one felt like it was just trying to set up those bumps on the ropes, and I think you know yeah. what I'm talking about. 
Holy shit. The Red Wings are up five to two. Nice. <laughs> Fucking lightning. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and the other, and the other felt like we were fighting for the championship. So this, this actually like going back and watching that old match. So I think it's actually a bummer of a match too. Uh, and I, I see in my notes here, I wrote, I wrote most meh. I, I meant to write mostly meh. And that's, uh, that's only because they had such a banger of a match before. So what they essentially did was push out this feud probably a little bit further than they needed to and kind of hurt the story for these two. I, I don't know in the lo- if I just want to say in the long run, but um, yeah, go back, go back and watch everybody. That's your assignment for the week. Go back and watch the last, uh, the heart. I forget what they called it. Uh, the Omega and Moxley match. That that was these two guys trying to murder each other for a championship. Right. This, it's just watching it a second time. It doesn't it doesn't hit like it like it was supposed to, right? Um, but ultimately, yeah, that ending. I think you fix it like it should have been fixed beforehand. But you fix this. The same way you did a cinematic match with Sting. Have the whole thing produced. Have the explosion just be the camera rocking and, or maybe going to black and show Eddie laying on top of John. I don't understand how that, like, uh, man, Tony Khan's uh, blowing up everybody's uh, reaction Twitch channels. And, uh, God, Mike, we're a step away from that, right? <laughs> But he's blown up everybody's reaction Twitch channels because they, they, they watched his ending and everybody's making fun of him. So yeah. <clears throat> I get it. You know, and, and a quick side note here. I, I get why Tony would do it, but also let's not pretend that this isn't, this isn't the first, you know, like this is the first time that's happened. This is the first time that they've cracked. Like they, they're like, no, we're destroying these Twitch channels. And it's because they know it was such a bummer of an ending and they can't have, that content out there because it was uh, it should so, get a bad grade because you, you if you're going to do that you've got to plan it the right way that, yeah so uh i mean uh one of the things that wwe started doing especially with the undertaker uh, is now that his career's over we've gotten a lot of opportunities to see how the sausage is made um and i don't think a lot of people really sat back and pondered do they rehearse you know there it's it's not like this is the first time with a lot of the big wwe stunts and they just roll the dice and whew, luckily that turned out well you know good thing uh we use that uh that body double for uh for the fiend instead of burning bray wyatt to death you know just like, you know <laughs> what i mean so it kind of feels like you know like what you said they could have just uh mega overproduced it um you know, done it off-site, off-campus. Uh, it's not like there's really fans there anyway. You know, there's, you know, a couple handfuls. And they, they did get, uh, you know, pretty rowdy. Um, but yeah, you had that opportunity. And uh, I guess the other okay. side, you know, being the kings of talking out of both sides of our mouth, what did we expect? <laughs> um, I've seen some highlights of, like, death matches that ended well. Um and, you know, I, I got to think that there's something, with the, you know, like a fire marshal. Uh, uh-oh. Are we getting, are we getting yeah. laggy? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Can you? Yeah, I can, can hear you. Can you hear me? Now. Yeah, All right, cool. I can hear you. 
yeah, but I was just going to say, you know, there's something with the fire marshal where, okay, we got, if we're going to have people there, you got to keep them at a safe distance. Obviously, we're not going to actually watch John Moxley blown to smithereens. Uh, <laughs> so you're kind of limited in what, in what in reality you're going to get. So I think the match suffered a little bit from the, the Christian Cage announcement where it was like, oh, man, it's going to be an exploding death match. And if you just told me that the ropes are going to be lined with barbed wire and, like, smaller bombs, I'm good. But they really had to say this match in 30 minutes. They teased it multiple times. In 30 minutes, all the bombs are going off. So they kind of, you know, dug a hole. They dug their own hole. So, Matt, let's do this. It's it's happened. It's done. It was an embarrassing sparkler event. <laughs> I don't know what you expected, I didn't expect to see uh, a live murder um, on on pay per view. Right? Do you think that they do you think that they handled it as well as they could after? No. Now I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna let you include uh, Tony Khan's uh, quick burial of Kenny Omega's bomb building skills. I'm gonna make you defer and refer to what the explanation was on Dynamite. Do you think that that was a passable explanation? The problem is Storyline-wise, storyline-wise. Absolutely not. Because they sold the bomb right after. Just chalk it up to it looked ridiculous, but you have a television show. Because, Mike, when The Rock... Turns out, Mike, when The Rock gets shot in The Fast and Furious... He's not actually shot, and we all know that. So we're, like, pretty good with accepting when things happen, you know, in a movie, in a TV show. I say you roll with what happened. Moxley blew up, and so did Eddie Kingston. You're, like, that, the mentality of this, let's just rewrite it because the fans know it sucks. It doesn't make any sense because then you're making Eddie, so what, Eddie Kingston's a moron? And Moxley, they're they're morons because they just laid there, right? Like, uh, what's the so? At what point do we draw the line and say what the fans saw or what the fans can think is what happened or isn't what happened, right? So where do we draw that line? Do we make Eddie and John the morons who just laid there despite being surrounded by sparklers, or is you know oh that? That darn Kenny Omega. So basically, <clears throat> that's what we have to go with now, right? That's the story. Am I correct? So wait, what are you? So you're implying that okay, now in the aftermath, the story is that they did blow up. So what do we do with John and Eddie? I was assuming they're supposed to be written off AEW programming because John has a baby. Hmm. Um, I mean, all right, so. We know that they were supposed to be blown up, right? So I'm assuming there was a plan for that. I think, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting point. Um, what was supposed to happen? Was there supposed? There had to have been a bigger bomb, right? It, like Moxley, you know, whatever, whatever Tony Khan, you know, pan- you know, in a panic, you know, in a rush, like, okay, just get it out there. It, we fucked it up. Let's just say we'll blame it on the heel. What was supposed to happen, and what was supposed to be the story? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense with uh, Moxley making a little Mox, but uh, Matt, I actually don't hate the way they handled it. 
I, uh, I like the night of it's over. It's just been broadcast to people who paid 50 bucks to watch it. And you're like, Oh man, these awful sparklers. This sucks. But for Eddie and Moxley to discuss it fireside with a couple glasses of scotch, if there was anybody who was going to take a microphone and try to spin this thing in a positive light, it was those two guys. Um, and I think there's no undoing it. It was a nightmare scenario. But in the aftermath, what we're going to get, I think, is worth that awful mistake. Because now we get Eddie and Mox, our friends again. And it looks like they're going to be the ones, you know, in a, in a classic WWF versus WCW, you know, invasion storyline. Moxley and Kingston are going to be the ones to defend AEW against Impact. And if that means that I get this awful nightmare end to my $50 pay-per-view, uh, kind of a, you know, kind of a cringy explanation. If it ends up with me getting these two in a tag team battle against the Good Brothers, and then it gets a highlight clip of Kenny Omega rolling around with Don Callis in the ring, uh, requesting that Don, 69 me, Don, 69 me. Um... I, I I think we won. I th I still think we won, and I'm still intrigued and enthused and a fan of this program, even with that that big mistake. Yeah, and that's I guess I would be in the same spot, and I'm I'm just I'm just disappointed that it it's this uh, throwing the wrestlers under the bus, and I I'm not talking I'm not talking the the Kenny Omega, you know what's now kayfabe. I'm I'm talking. All right, so now this just means Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are, are morons. Um, I I don't <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that. To make sure that Tony Khan saves face, um, but I would say, Mike, I would be right there with you if they. I mean, we'd have the same thing, right? If they had just moved on to the next show, and I don't want to say treated it as if it didn't happen, but I mean, there there was a way to just say, like like just move into your storyline. I, it had to be addressed. Got made fun of. It had did, to be addressed. Did, did the you, WWE, you couldn't just move on. Did the WWE talk about the the key that Paul Heyman dropped? Did not they come out that, and make a not a that particular one? It? But there was some. I remember there were some really rough booking decisions, and then all of a sudden uh, they just blamed Baron Corbin for it, and so they made Corbin the fall guy. Uh, I mean, it's happened multiple times over the over the years. I guess I mean in the most recent history, but um, still, like, are you satisfied with those results? No, and I'm not satisfied with this. But I still get what they were doing with Eddie Kingston and Moxley. So just roll with it. Just make that your story, and you know, the same way I watch a movie, like the same way I watch most pro wrestling is knowing I that mean, these guys are actually fighting each other. Wrestling so is. Just roll with it it's so uh like you know social media i think we're so ready to move on to the next thing um and you know like greg mentioned uh you know where was the big explosion which is such a, a weird that's a whole nother you know, conversation it's such a weird what if like what was supposed to happen yeah um um i didn't want greg's comment to go unmentioned there but uh i was i was um, gonna pull it back up oh cool um I just totally lost my train of thought. Well, I, I mean, that's that's a whole other thing to discuss. Is like, 
we're okay. So we're gonna pivot the story, but are, did we learn from this? Do we know now going forward that there's supposed to be a massive explosion when we do a match that we're being oh. sold is the main um, event with you know the exploding barbed wire death match? No, I'm. Uh, I guess what I, oh, I I know what I was gonna say. So uh, you know, like I think the wrestling community on on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, it's it's so like you know if there's actual news right where a disaster is a disaster for about a day and uh you know AEW had its uh you know egg on its face on Sunday uh, to close the show but i think for them to commit to that storyline and just keep rehashing like every week uh yeah that that sparkler thing was supposed to happen I think that would have just created a, an even worse situation with even more jokes every Wednesday, every Dynamite. People going, man, look, at they're really pretending that, you know, uh, Kingston was saving his buddy Mox. And instead, for them to pivot and say that this was all part of the plan, um, you know, which is something we've seen with WWE when they, uh, you know, my favorite example is when they said, oh, yeah, we, we booked Daniel Bryant to be 1,000% out of the title picture and then... Uh, all of a sudden, in a match against Triple H and a triple threat match at WrestleMania, we booked it all along. You That's different. But here's the thing: like I I'm just saying, like that, you have to roll with the punches and 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 change, right? Don't don't worry about if you fucked up. Just it's you're gonna do a whole new thing. It's uh, I'm ready. I'm in because you know the payoff is worth it. We're getting something. I'm I I was talking to Amy, one of our big fans. Uh, Big love, mad love for Amy. I'm giddy to see Mox and Kingston together. And I don't care that this is how we got it because we got it. And I, I don't need them to rehash every week and resell the Sparkler event. Just just say, like, take, give Omega, let him take ownership of it. I thought Don Callis did a great job of saying, ha-ha, we made you guys dry hump and 69 each other. Ha-ha. And actually... It's kind of a good point. It did make them look really funny. And it, you know, it did make the heels look, uh, you know, like they triumphed. They double triumphed, like Don Callis said. They won the title. Kingston didn't get to look like a hero. Max didn't get to go out in a blaze of glory. They got all three of them. You know what? I'm on board. Wrestling plug is with me. Kingston, Max promo. You know what? I don't have a scotch, but I do have this delicious Pigeon Hill oatmeal cream pie beer. I'm cheersing you, my buddy. Yeah, and I, I guess to my point is you'd still be in the same situation if they went with my, because you you would still get your your thing is however you get there. I, I'm no, it's not however you get there. It's well, not but, however I mean, you get there. I'm happy that we have it, and I'm I'm just saying that every week to double down and say we're okay with the sparkler thing that was supposed to happen, that would just create even more mockery. So I'm glad I, that they pivoted and made it part of the story. I hope to God they don't come back on this. And that I will say again, I, I don't think it was about coming out and saying, we nailed it with the sparklers. And if if I conveyed that in any way in my argument, ladies and gentlemen, no. I apologize. I do not want them to come out and keep saying the sparklers definitely killed Eddie Kingston. I'm just saying that there there's a way to fix this that wasn't like, I don't know, making, I, like who's the idiot here, right? I, are we the idiots for spending the $50, right? And hoping the match or the ring was going to explode? Or can we just no. still, like, just all agree? Because I, I was going to compare it more to, like, The Rock and uh, The Big Show going over the, the top rope in the Royal Rumble. And uh, they screwed that up. 
right? Like that, that was supposed to be not the two of them touching the mat, but one of them was supposed to touch and the other wasn't. And I think we're, you know, it was supposed to be the rock that, that won that. And then they just went ahead and buried big show. Um, but we still watch that and make fun of it. It's just like, we, you know, we go through it and they, they told, I guess they, they told a news story, but regardless, we still go back and make fun of it. So they had the option to either, uh, own it and say, Hey, you know what? This is an entertainment product. Uh, the rock also does not bleed, uh, for his, uh, what is the Jumanji movies? Uh, that's all fake blood. So let's just tell the story we wanted to tell. And I think this would have been a great time for pro wrestling to say, let's not just fit the formula and bow down to the fans. Let's tell the amazing story that we had all set up with uh, Eddie saving John Moxley. And I, I will, again, I don't disagree with you that that was incredible. It's just the execution was terrible. That's all. Oh, man. Terrible? Man, I think you're going to go right for Bleacher Report. You should the go right for Bleacher Report. They gave it a C. No, uh, I, I still, I'm going to give it a, a B plus. I liked it a lot. Um, you I can, thought that, no. uh, the ex, you cannot tell me that the execution of that end of the match is a B. Oh, the uh, end of the match? Yes. I mean, it was still really good up till the sparklers. I'm saying that in the F, that's done. You can't undo sparklers. I'm saying when I tuned in on Wednesday, Don Callis took ownership of it, uh, made you know Kingston and Moxley look ridiculous. Um, this absolutely just you had to address, like Amy's saying, it had to be addressed. This shouldn't be swept under the rug. Totally agree. And they turned it. They 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 admitted it was funny. That's the only way. You know, it was like, um, gosh, um, you know, like Michael Scott falling into the koi pond in the office. The only way to get out from under the joke is to, like, you know, rechannel the joke and kind of laugh at yourself. They did laugh at themselves. Um, and then they, you know, let they let a wrestler get heat off of it. They let one wrestler get heat off of it and then, in so facto, built a tag team that I am, I'm, I'm literally almost sexually aroused. I'm so excited to watch. But we were going to get that. My, you can't add that. Those are, those, those are, you're making like uh what is that? A false equivalency because that would have happened anyway. Cause Eddie laid on top of John to save his life. So that was going to happen. They were going to become buddies in a tag team. So the fact that that. Yeah. But I think that owner, if you didn't address it the way you did, you, you still could have tried to do it, but it would have been just like eye-rollingly bad that we're doubling down on Kingston saying, yeah, I still saved John Moxley. We all would have said, really? You saved him from a sparkler? Like, we would have found a way to like be, you know, tongue-in-cheek making fun of our wrestlers. So I'm saying that Kingston, Moxley, and Callis, in the aftermath, found a way to still make it interesting and not, you know, like the... Oh, gosh. Um... Not not a joke that those guys are together because now Moxley and Kingston have real beef because they feel like now now the story is they feel like they got bamboozled uh, by the uh, hijinks of Kenny Omega and Callis. So I'm I'm I on think, board. I'm I on think, board. I think um, I, I mean I I think the element of sweeping it under the rug just means they've they've picked which thing they're going to sweep under the rug, which comes back to my original point of 
Like, why did Eddie Kingston, like, collapse after the explosion was done? Like, it's just, we're, we're picking and choosing here of what we're going to address. And it, it's still an issue. Like, we're, I, I'm okay moving. Again, I don't have a problem with the story moving forward. What are you <laughs> arguing? It's, it's over. We, we can't undo it. So now we just have to say, well, was the next step. Did that make you want to watch more AEW? Yes. Oh, well, that wasn't the question we started with. Um, I I would say, like, uh, I think I, I think I've said multiple times, like, I, I, I'm really on board with these two going together. Uh, uh, and I don't know, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I feel like at the start, I, I did say, like, I understand, like, moving forward that this is supposed to be them tagging together their brothers again so that this is like that's great storytelling i said the execution of that end of the match is god awful uh but yeah no i i i still think either way i my my thing is that there was no saving this and i think we just need to move forward um so i guess if we're saying it happened and there like if 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 our stance on it right now on the show is it happened and we, there's no going back, then I, the conversation's done because there's nothing else to say. Because uh, if we're, you know, if if that's it, then that's it. So if, if it's just about measuring, am I excited about Eddie Kingston and John Moxley? I don't know a human being in the world besides AEW truthers that hate the show that aren't excited about that tag team going together. So I, I am in a lose situation here where there's nothing I could say because you've already said the rules are the ending doesn't matter. And how do you feel about Eddie Kingston and John Moxley? I don't think so, the ending doesn't matter. I'm saying that it's, you it, said it happened, happened. So there's no I'm point saying in it happened. It. it happened. Uh, the ripples have already been made. What do you do now? And they managed to get heat for somebody and progress a story. And it's not eye rollingly bad. We're all invested, so I think. I still think it's either way. Like everything was going to be eye-rollingly bad from my perspective. Oof! All right, well we're gonna move on because uh, we're not gonna budge, Matt, on this one. Uh, let's uh, sprint through the. You're not gonna be budged either. We That's are moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. If you think that Matt, that we're moving that on, way, that we're was moving one of their options. On. That was one of their options to retell on. the story. We're that moving on. We're moving on. Okay. If that was the way to tell Matt, that story, we're moving on. We're not going to budge you. Done it from the beginning. If that was the we're way not... to tell the story, they would have done it from the beginning. Matt, nobody is arguing that they that Sunday was a masterpiece. We we all know the sparklers were bad. <clears throat> We're saying it happened. Now what? So we can't keep dwelling. It's over. So what happened now? This guy's took ownership. I'm happy. Matt, let's move on. Uh, the women's match was uh, incredible. I'm with you, Greg, just so you know. Mike Mike doesn't want to address it. He's. They don't want us to feel like idiots. They wanted to make us feel like marks. It was a rib. It's arrogance on the part of AEW. Boom. Uh... Okay, I, I don't really know what to do with that, Greg. Uh, okay, I just I it yeah I don't I don't need to see week after week of Eddie Kingston doubling down on it. I've already spoken my piece. Um, let's do Hikaru Shida and Rio, man. Um, 
the women basically for uh, about a month straight since they started doing that tournament uh, have just been putting on, you know, five star, ten hot dog matches. Um, <laughs> Greg with a moving on. I love it. Um, and uh, this wasn't even my favorite match uh, of what the AEW women's roster has been doing. Uh, Mikaru and, and Rio, uh, Mizunami, but man, I, I just, th this is going to be a short segment because all it is is just like verbal applause. Uh, I'm so excited for them. I'm excited to bring them up again in the uh, Wednesday Night Wars segment. Um, I, I just, I hope uh, Tony, I hope Cody just keep signing more and more, just keep pillaging this top shelf Japanese talent uh, over to AEW. Matt, any verbal applause you want to get? Yeah, it was, uh, I, I put in the notes, uh, short and sweet. It was, it was incredible. Okay. I, uh, anything they can bring over that is just a continuation from that, uh, that tournament. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, now Mike, uh, just real quick. My favorite match of the night was, uh, was staying in Darby Allen. Um, uh, I, I really like. I'm kind of bummed right now because even Sting was talking about uh, his um, his relationship with WWE ended because they weren't willing to put him in a cinematic match, and he was even talking about doing that with the Undertaker. And we saw Taker okay. and AJ Styles go at it. Uh, so this was more just proof that he could do it, and I think that added to the excitement of the match to go, "Holy yeah, watch watch Sting kick some fucking ass in this match," um, and and it was so much fun to watch. I, I love these cinematic matches, Mike. I know they are going to go away, and I will be the most sad wrestling fan. I uh, we've talked about it with uh, with some ESPN pundits on our our other um, our other program, and I couldn't disagree with them more uh, that they actually they actually don't like these these matches. But I think they add so much to what pro wrestling is. And Mike, did we were we starved for normal pro wrestling on this pay per view? Absolutely not. But Matt got his favorite match of the night, so that boom. Yeah. So I guess in, in the long run, I can't really piss and moan too much because I still got what I wanted. Uh, but uh, God, I I hope this just means there's more of this to come. And if we are going to be talking about old timers. You know, continuing to get a shot on on uh, prime spots for for where you could fit in some younger talent. This is this is the way to do it. Um, I mean, there's 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 so many things to say about like what Cage uh, was able to do in that match that just made him look like an absolute monster. Uh, but of course, they they found a way to take care of him. Um, yeah. It just it was it was like watching Mike. I keep bringing up the Rock movies. Because who doesn't love, who hasn't enjoyed, and I know we just went over this like two weeks ago, but who hasn't enjoyed every single movie that The Rock has been in? He, like, just give me more of that. Me. It's fantastic. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of bad movies The Rock's in. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, almost all of them, I'll say. I'll go ahead and uh, step over the bounds there and say many Rock movies are bad. Uh, but... Uh, this this Sting uh, fifteen to twenty minute movie was not bad at all. Uh, it, was, it was actually uh, probably may, maybe the highlight of uh, Revolution. Um, you know, you you uh, are just going to be on the coattails of the points here, but Sting could still hit his splashes. Uh, he he still had that sixty plus year old fire in his belly. Uh, you know, chasing after Darby as he was getting just <laughs> completely. 
like Passion of the Christ punished uh, through glass, cement, wood, uh, the air, uh, airborne, taking damage. Um, and I guess uh, what was funny about this match is how often people will be like, ah, the, the old guys are taking the, the limelight away from us young folk. And I, I don't know. There's just something about Sting. I, it didn't even cross my mind, that, that whole production. Um, it kind of felt like everybody got their stuff in. I was entertained. Um, I don't know if I need to see Sting fight every week, uh, every pay-per-view. Um, but, you know, seeing uh, Starks and Cage uh, and Darby out there with the legend, the icon, it worked. It worked for me. This is another verbal I, applause, Matt. I get that argument, though. Like, I guess what we did here was to make sure it makes sense that Sting is hanging around. And, you know, maybe that's not always the best decision to make. I, I think you still could have had this match. I still could have had a ton of fun, and Sting doesn't get the pin. Starks yeah. could have get, Starks is the one who needed the pin. That's he was the, the, he's the least likely to get the pin. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, he, and he takes the pin. I Honestly, I, I think there was a way to figure that out. And I, if, I, I'm still saying it's my favorite match of the night, but now that you bring that point up, you're like turning me around and you're making me hate the match because it was a great opportunity. So it's a cinematic match. It's not like it was something uh, with the Boneyard match where we're saying like the Undertaker has like supernatural powers. This was just to make sure that Sting, when he tries to do a suplex and he drops a guy, they can just reset and, and retape the suplex. Like that's, that's the difference between the Boneyard match and what we watched on Revolution. But, uh, no, I mean, still, this is my favorite match of the night. And uh, it's just that would have been the little twist. Uh, of course, you know what? Uh, other other favorite match? I didn't realize how badly I wanted Scorpio Sky to win that the brass ring. I, yeah. I Going into that match, I think we both picked Murderhawk. And once it started, they told such an amazing story in that ring. Um, and especially with Scorpio Sky, like, they're trying to build up Murderhawk as the destroyer. And yeah. uh, he wasn't having any of it. I mean, he 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 really sold himself as a top star. And I think uh, it definitely shouldn't have been Cody. Uh, but I still saw like like an opportunity there for for Cody to get it and get back into a championship conversation. Um, so I, I don't know what what's going on with Shaq. It's not my favorite story in the world. Uh, but we got what I, we got. Ultimately, what the what I wanted once the match started. Uh, and of course, that just goes to great storytelling and amazing talent of Scorpio Sky. And it's just one of those things where I think maybe they just did a bad, they did a, a bad job telling his story before we got into this match because there's no reason I shouldn't have been all about Scorpio Sky going in. But you know, here, here I, we are. I think, um, yeah. How are you doing, hey, ben. Benjamin? AEW Revolution was awesome, says Benjamin. Benjamin, uh, you and I are on the same page, sir. Uh, I agree. Uh, I don't what care about the sparklers. There's like five good matches. Really, really good matches. I'm not going to let the sparkler just destroy my Revolution experience. Why did I, I say it was a bad pay-per-view? Nobody said you did. I said it you was You just bad. said, I agree with you, Benjamin. I'm on your side. Oh, no, my goodness. Listen to this. Listen to this self-conscious. Listen to this self-conscious Jerry over there. My goodness, Matthew. 
you hated AEW. Wow, what a WWE slappy over there, huh? All right, well, <laughs> none of that's true, Benjamin. Don't, I'm just teasing Matt. Um, See, yeah, these uh, are the types of arguments. These are I come <laughs> up with with good points, and Mike just sits here. No, yeah, yeah, great points, Matt. Uh, no, they I think with uh, with Revolution, I think what you want to do is combine it with what happened on Dynamite. So I'm okay with Scorpio kind of kind of sneaking in under the radar, knowing that on Wednesday he's going to get his shot and then turn heel against Darby Allen. Um, I so with that, sec. I got a black Brent from Facebook. Okay, I was just going to say, um, you know, kind of booking them together there. Um, that's uh you know long-term storyline I'm, I'm okay with it you know now. what so, you know what i let me say something i know you don't give me a chance to, to talk on this show but let me say something man <laughs> glass houses man glass houses this is gonna be fun your point that you just made is turning me around I, you make a fantastic point that if we are to believe that all of these shows are interconnected, they should be able to continue the storyline on the next episode. So I I just I think my problem is just knowing that I, I we're we're still being bamboozled because it wasn't the original storyline and it's an it's an improv C minus solution, but. I shouldn't watch it that way. The same way I talked about The Rock and all of his amazing movies, I should be looking at it and saying, this is what the reality is, is this is the first episode in the story. And here's where they explain, here's where the supervillain explains what happened. And um, I mean, the problem there is that we all hated Game of Thrones. Okay. So we, we knew the ending of Game of Thrones sucked. So if if we're gonna hate the ending of Game of Thrones, I think I'm still okay not liking the way that they're they're coming to this conclusion. But you are correct that I shouldn't do that because it was their choice as an artist to go go in that direction. The problem with Game of Thrones is um, after the terrible last episode, uh, John Moxley wasn't there to roll over and say, eh, "Omega is a piece of shit at building bombs." And then there wasn't a, an episode of uh, Game of Thrones Dynamite uh, that Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think uh, I will accept your points. Um, but yeah, we're already at uh, 51 minutes, Matt. We got to do the Wednesday Night Wars. I think I'm going to make you talk about Shane McMahon next week. Uh, I don't want to – we'll get that one a little bit closer to WrestleMania uh, because it looks like he is brewing a feud with uh, – Braun Strowman, which uh, I know a lot of the people are clamoring for. When are we going to get another Shane McMahon main event? Don't worry, folks. It's a coming. It's a coming. The boss's kid is coming. Quick, um, quick, shout, out, quick shout out to Greg, who, uh, who's confirmed for us that all the shows are in your camp. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no bubble episodes. I don't like it. You know what? Un underrated aspect of uh, Marvel Comics is when they do the. Uh, I, I don't know if any of anybody listening is subscribed to a full story for like X Men, but when they throw in the special issue in the middle of the story that has nothing to do with it, that is sometimes the best comic you're gonna get in the entire volume. 
where it's just like Spider-Man shows up, they save a baby, and it has nothing to do with like, you know, whatever the supervillain they've been chasing after for a couple of weeks. Like you're bummed when you first get it because you're like, damn it, now I got to wait a whole other month for the next issue. But it's usually a fun story. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes on the office they'll just uh, take an episode, go to Dwight's Beat Farm. You know, they, uh, they have done that in the office where it makes no like they have their story. They talked about it in the office, ladies. They they talked about how the writers would put a pause on whatever the main storyline was to fill yeah. out those twenty three episodes. Were you actually making that point? I'm sorry, I thought you were. Oh, being sarcastic. No, I wasn't being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> I mean, Seinfeld had some great bubble episodes where they just get stuck in a in a parking garage or waiting in line to get a, a table at a Chinese restaurant. It's uh some of our favorite stuff. But anyway, uh, Matt, I just want you to touch on two quick things. Being our uh, NXT correspondent, uh, the big announcements from this week. Uh, one of them around uh, WrestleMania weekend. Matt, are they going to oversaturate us with NXT? What do you got? No, I think uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity here, and I, I basically chimed in like. This is how you book it, is whatever happens in night one has to bleed into night two. Like, there has to be, uh, to to use interconnected story, uh, there has to be something that's going on in night one. If it's the end of a tournament, if it's something where North American champion gets to fight the NXT champion, which, of course, yes, we're stealing from New Japan Pro Wrestling with their two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. I also want that to happen at WrestleMania. I don't mind if it happens in both shows. It's going to be amazing. But anyway, uh, have have something like that written in there so you have you have a you know a good reason to watch both shows uh but they're adding titles they have a ton of feuds right now i mean adam cole and kyle o'reilly could main event night one without a championship and that that could easily go you know for eight nine ten hot dogs so and of course i'm i'm saying how the brothers of discussion rate matches instead of star ratings it's by hot dogs um and mike if you have if you have nine hot dogs, think about that. That's a full package of hot dogs, plus that extra one you had saved over from the old package, so you know that when you finish the package, you still have a whole other package to open. That's why a nine hot dog rating on a match is amazing. Think about the euphoria when you finish that package of hot dogs and you know there's a whole other package. That's what night two is going to be. See, Man. nine hot dog rating was perfect. I came you know, to that conclusion as I was talking. As, but that was a, the best way to measure. As a card, <laughs> as a card carrying Costco member, Matt, um, I feel like I'm actually getting shorted with just nine hot dogs. It should be a package of sixty-four. That's true. Yeah, at this point, anything less than sixty-four. Hot, okay, so we'll start. Sixty-four hot dogs is is equivalent to one star on a day. Also. For anyone listening, uh, if you can give us your funniest hot dog rating for the sparkler ending of Revolution, you can win some free swag this week uh, from Brothers of Discussion. Right. Um, so not just a number, but you have to have a reason for it, like nine hot dogs. Like for me, I, I would say up. that the sparkler main event was a hot dog, no bun. That was my star ranking for that one. Uh, but yeah, be creative and uh, maybe you'll get a free mask or a free mug. Who knows? So uh, um, just to explain, though, real quick, that would mean, Mike, that you enjoyed it as anybody enjoys a hot dog, but it could have been better. I think it would mean I swallowed it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> now, when you swallow a hot dog with no bun, just for 
the sake of me picturing this later. Yeah. Do you I'll, want me to? I'm not going to film this on TikTok for you, man. I'm sorry. All right. OnlyFans. Maybe if you put a sparkler in a hot dog. Okay. There we go. <laughs> That's America right there. Um, nothing Fuck like sparkler, hot dogs filled with sparklers. Uh, should we get into the Wednesday Night Wars, Matt, before we hit the uh, six hour mark on this uh, tome of podcasts here? Uh, well, yeah, let me uh, pull up something before we say it. But of course, uh, Mike Lashley gets another win uh, over the oh, yeah. McIntyre and Sheamus. Is this uh, his I'm new hoping... entrance? We didn't touch on McIntyre. Yeah. Oh, Lashley's my God, new entrance for Lashley. He is Ooh. our champion for a while. Mike, Bobby Lashley is such a great champion. This will be the first time since McIntyre became champion that I haven't been all whiny and hoping that they're going to write him back into the championship storyline uh. or like being concerned about him not having the title. I have no that I am so happy with Lashley holding the title. I hope like this means he's he's our champion for the next year. All right. I but, I had I had an eyelash in my eye, but I also was tearing up for Bobby because I'm so happy. He's actually gonna get a rest not only is he gonna be defending a title at WrestleMania. Matt, I don't how many WrestleMania matches this guy even have? He's got like the Trump match. Uh that is he needs the redemption. He needs this that moment where it, it has nothing. Yeah, get get that Trump match out of his archive like that. Yeah, get that out of the highlight. Yeah. Get that out of the, you know, this is your life, Bobby Lashley. This, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're moving on. Bobby's, uh, he, he made it. Uh, but he's got uh, green lightning, I think. We're colorblind. You guys will have to weigh in. Was it green lightning? I don't know. Uh, but it looked pretty cool. And uh, Matt, I think you had my favorite comment of the night. Uh, I'm going to toot my brother's horn. I'm going to toot my own brother's hot dog here. Uh, when he said, damn right, Bobby, take a look at yourself on the Jumbotron. <laughs> that was yeah. a pretty cool moment. He's holding he's, up that title. He's flexing. And he's like, god damn, I look pretty fucking good with this title. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I did that shit. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All right. And then... Um, McIntyre and Sheamus, Mike, I'm hoping this is like seven rounds that ends at WrestleMania. And uh, we'll go over more of, of Shane and Strowman, so I'll save that line at the bottom for next week. Um, but, yeah, basically, does any, is there any? we give less of less of a fuck about uh and i, I did want to put that out to the the listeners but we are going to move on mike to the wednesday night, the wednesday night, night wars. wars now uh when you do listen on the podcast there's some nice music that goes along with that but mike uh i have mine ranked i also have a dishonorable mention for the first time so you'll be pretty happy wow. first time in a long time uh, because NXT, Mike, has been an absolute perfect show from top to bottom, but not this week. Uh, it was so good at the top, there are some issues down at the bottom. Uh, so we will uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, now, Greg here, just real quick. I, I can't. We can't throw this out. Uh, I want Bobby to lose the title to Brock, and then Brock to lose the title to Shelton Benjamin. All right. And then I-, I want Shelton Benjamin to lose it to Matt Riddle. And then Matt Riddle... <laughs> Loses it to Cedric Alexander. Uh. 
No? I do I do like the mix in there of uh, Bobby turning on the Hurt Business to get it away. Or maybe, uh, I, oh, is it Shelton Benjamin? Who, who's going to turn on the Hurt Business? Because I don't want MVP and Bobby Lashley to ever separate. This It's it's such gold. Um, Greg, I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to, I hope it doesn't happen. Um, but I like, <laughs> I mean, I like, I, I love the idea of Brock and Shelton getting back, like, like clashing like that. I just know the last time they had those two go head to head, it didn't end well for Shelton. That, that's the thing, right? Like we have to have such short memories. So now we have to believe that Shelton Benjamin is older, but now he's able to, and, and this is me like getting mad at WWE for Greg's fantasy booking, but, <laughs> but like, Right, like we'd have, we'd have to have that short memory, so we don't remember the last time Brock took down Shelton. Yeah, I mean, uh, I th- I think a lot of us are also gunning for uh, you know Brock versus Bad Bunny for the twenty four seven title. Um, I don't understand why Brock doesn't go for that title. There's no reason he should. All right, we're in the Wednesday Night Wars, Mike. Oh <laughs> uh, man, looking at the card, who won? I've seen I mean, grizzled young veterans lost, so I think by default AEW won this week. <laughs> but you also are, went up against the first ever NXT tag title, women's tag title match, the women's match, uh, Jesus, the women's NXT championship match, and an NXT championship match that ended with setting up what NXT TakeOver is going to look like. Mike, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> NXT um, won this week. I I don't care how well they took they Mike. I don't care how well they tricked you into thinking that that explosion wasn't supposed to happen. NXT won this week. You are going first. This was one of the. This was a takeover worthy NXT episode. All right, I'll go first. Uh, moment number three is Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, and I'm gonna put that out there because I. I think anyone who listens to the show, I we talk about wrestling being a circus. Uh, people like all sorts of different acts, whether it's the trapeze, the strong man, the clowns, the guy who can eat a bunch of hot dogs, whatever your favorite tent is. Young bucks are not our tent. I, there's a lot of people who love it, and I love them. God bless them. But Ray Phoenix, my God. Uh, I would pay... Just top dollar to be in that tent. I would make multiple visits. If I've seen the act 50 times, it's still fresh somehow on, on iteration 51. Ray Phoenix is maybe, I hate when they say pound for pound because what they're saying is he's small. Small! I don't even see a small wrestler out there. I, I just see one of the greatest like wrestling showmen, uh, ring, you know, like ring acumen-wise, I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I mean, we grew up with Ray Mysterio in his prime. Uh, it's just Ray Phoenix. He's he's just found a way to take all those physical tools that you know uh, Mysterio has and just cranked them up to eleven. It's every time he's in the ring, he, he just I'm still just watching like a little kid, you know, watching you know Santa fly by my house because it's another gift for the eyeballs. It's another gift for the senses. Ray Phoenix, you make the list every time you have a match. Thank you for your service to this country and countries abroad that watch wrestling. Matt, moment number three for next Extra Time Wrestling. What do you got? Mike, before we do that, real quick, I have a hot tag. Woo! 
<laughs> is Ray, is it ever, po is it possible that Ray Phoenix will want to win the AEW championship at some point? And, and at some point I want to have a discussion about who's going to be the first AEW guy to move to WWE, but is it possible mm. that they promise him gold, a prominent spot? And he decides that, yes, I would like to win a championship one day because as much as much as we get angry with the WWE for not handing out WWE championship reigns left and right to all of our favorite wrestlers like uh, Chad Gable. But, uh, I do an eye roll, but uh, small Man, screen. If you think that Ray Phoenix is jumping what? ship to WWE... <sighs> I'm going to give you three words uh, to sway you from ever thinking that again. You ready? Yeah. Lucha, house, party. Next question. Oh, I got you. All right. He does not want to be a part of that. He is the big fish in the medium-sized pond in AEW. No way he wants to be treated like a clown uh, like they do to, you know, poor, uh, you know, Sincara, Grand Metalik, all the all the luchadors um, over in WWE, NXT, and the cruiserweight division that's basically dissolved. So no, I don't see him jumping ship. Matt, moment number three. What do you got? I mean, that wasn't the question I asked if they offered him a championship. Anyway, number number three, Mike. This this card is so loaded. I can't believe I'm saying this is number three. But the NXT Women's Tag Championship match, uh, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez were awarded the belts. Jesus, that was Emma moment Rose. number three. Yeah, Mike, Lord, this is an amazing night of of NXT wrestling. Mike, this match was was easily twelve hot dogs. I I can't. I don't think. Like I, I was stuffed by the end of it. There was no way I was going to eat all these hot dogs in one night. Uh, but man, am I happy to see like there's probably six left after how many I had. And Mike, there were so many hot dogs because I I. You needed a variety. I needed different toppings on the hot dogs. Uh, so I could try different. I needed chili on one. I needed mustard and onions on another. This had so much variety in the match. Uh, these, these ladies do so much between Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. But Ember Moon can reciprocate any style of wrestling. And it, it just goes to show like what a waste it was when she was on the main roster. But it also says, Mike, this is probably going to be one of the most exciting divisions especially after watching the dusty classic this 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 nxt tag division uh it could end up being like the hottest thing in pro wrestling in, in a matter of months uh and i think this first night was definitely the, the best way to open it up and uh it, you know the emotion too going into it um you could tell shotzi and ember you know, it's their their actresses. Uh, but you could tell that they they needed to win this, and uh, you saw the the sadness. Even though it looks like Raquel Gonzalez is going to be going up against EO for the NXT Women's Championship, um, it's just it, it was a great way to to start the run for these titles. And uh, like I said, uh, what I say, twelve hot dogs. All right, Mike, uh, number two moment for AEW. Yeah. Um... I just had so much freaking fun watching uh, Ryo Mizunami, Hikaru Shida, and Thunder Rosa battle Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Maki Ito. Um, Ito, my God, if if somehow by God you've met you missed her at Revolution, uh, you missed the highlight from Dynamite. Do yourself a favor, crank that that clip up on YouTube. Um, she committed so hardcore to her uh, pop singer character. 
she just kept singing when the music stopped and she didn't sing for yeah you know, like that our truth maybe he'll throw in like an extra chorus or two for like five ten seconds uh ito was out there an extra 90 seconds matt going through the entire uh you know shtick um it was so good mr professional himself now we give jr a lot of grief and i'm not about to toot his horn okay don't don't think i'm tooting his horn i'm talking excalibur i'm talking tony Schiavone, who do the heavy lifting for the commentary team on ollie wrestling both of them broke character laughing and appreciating ito's uh <laughs> um a commitment to this singing character and then when Sheeta came up to put an end to this musical nonsense, uh, Ito <laughs> made her eat the microphone um, to the excited uh, giggling of, of both Tony and Excalibur. So hats off to Ito, uh, stealing part of the show Sunday night, stealing the show Wednesday, and stealing the professionalism out of two of our favorite commentators. It was it was quite a spectacle. Um, and then most importantly, I, I, I found a reason to talk about this every week. One of my favorite things AEW does is make you excited for the next episode. So this was, ah, it was a, you know, mixed woman tag three on three, but everybody got to get their stuff in. Um, I got to see my Mizunabi mime act where she was roping herself across the ring. Um, you know, I got to see Thunder Rosa bring the, bring the thunder, uh, so to speak. And uh, Britt Baker got to lock in the lockjaw. And Matt, next week, the women are going to main event fucking dynamite. I don't know why it's taking this long, but it's going to happen. I'm so excited. And this match helped put those bricks together, get that house going. And Matt, uh, no pig could blow over that house. Except maybe me, because I'm going to be so excited. I'm going to be huffing and puffing on my couch. Matt, moment number two for next Extra Time Wrestling. Easy pick here because number one just set up so much for the future and gave us an amazing match. But number two, Mike EO and Tony Storm, uh, where I feel like this was that opportunity where uh, like, Tony gets the one on one shot with EO, right? Everybody looks amazing with EO. And I think Tony has gotten this bad rap uh, that she she's up there with all the women in, in the NXT uh, women's division. But they, she keeps getting pushed down, and I think it's because she has a different style, and everybody's used to one style in the women's division. I'm glad that Raquel Gonzalez is bringing another style too, um, and, and it's it's weird too because she's she's just something where she's like a boulder getting around uh, the ring, and and she uses that, but she's also still very agile. And I think part of it runs into some of the clumsiness that we see, but that's where this match with EO made everything look look perfect. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't too uh, I don't want to say too long because I could have watched for another five minutes, but it, it was this perfect length of match where you wanted more. And uh, the ending to it with just a couple of shots from EO trying to go from the top rope and things getting reversed, I, th I think just told a, a good story for Tony that it, it did look like it was out of hand. Um, it, it was going to be an, an uphill battle the entire match. But that she she still gave she still had like that never give up attitude throughout the match and it's it's honestly I I don't know if if I want to say it's not refreshing uh, but it, it is a story I think you could still tell with with a heel you know you don't always need to see uh, the the chicken shit chicken shit heel you don't always need to see somebody cheating with like a manager or somebody on the side of the ring it was just. Tony is the bad guy right now, and uh, she she took some liberties throughout the match, 
but she also was showing off her abilities too. So if she ever does step back into the face realm, uh, it's going to be super believable because she almost took she almost took the title away from somebody that looks unbeatable, and it was going to be with a couple of good counters, and, and that that speaks to her her wrestling smarts, which is which is something you need to sell when everybody's on board with thinking that EO is better than Tony Storm. Uh, so now now she's the smart wrestler, and I, I like that. Uh, but I, on on top of that, I think like the ranking fits at number two because this match was so great. If you guys are looking just for a straight wrestling match that has clean finish, you're going to want to watch this. But there's so much going on at number one, this had to be number two. Uh, so, Mike, your dishonorable mention for right. AEW. I think some would argue there was uh, a couple contenders, but for me, there was only one. Now, uh, you know, if anybody's watched, uh, um, I'm sorry to sorry that sorry to bother you, starring Tim Robinson. You'll know uh, Tim Robinson. He uh, he actually you know was on Saturday Night Live. You know he had a little cup of coffee over there, and uh, one of my favorite uh, segments he did is he was one of the Tesh brothers putting together the NBA theme. Matt, I think I would have rather uh, watched that again than uh, poor Ethan Page because uh, his. This match was uh, clouded by NBA sound coverage in the background. Uh, so he essentially, while Ethan Page was trying to wrestle, while Excalibur was trying to call the match, you got to hear, basketball, throw me the ball, and I'm going to dunk it. It was extremely distracting. Um, I don't think it was playing in the house, but it was definitely playing for everybody at home trying to watch it. Uh, by TNT. So uh, definitely a nightmare there. Probably somebody got fired on the production team, uh, but that's our dishonorable mention. But at least uh, we get to talk about Tim Robinson. Uh, look up Tim Robinson NBA on YouTube, and uh, you're going to have a nice uh, two-and-a-half-minute uh, joke You're going to have a good time. Yeah. But, Matt, moment number one, I really, I really wanted to put – uh, Box and Kingston uh, with their fireside scotch chat. But we didn't talk about it yet, and I think it's just going to be something that really, um, you know, propels this show forward. Uh, basically gets 10 humans involved, you know, different dance partners. Um, Matt, it was the inner circle. At first being betrayed by MJF and, and Jericho, uh, and now what's going to happen is uh, MJF has his own group of super friends. Um, he's recruited FTR. He's recruited the chairman. And by default, Wardlow gets to hang out too because, you know, <laughs> right. it's Wardlow. Um, but, yeah, it looks like uh, we're going to have a big five-on-five -five battle. Um, I don't know if AEW is going to start having some sort of Survivor Series match. But uh, for all you people who are tired of seeing Chris Jericho, um, so is MJF's group. And they uh, powerbomb that son of a bitch to hell uh, to close out on Dynamite on Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, Sami Zayn. Or Sami Zayn. Good Lord. Sammy, Sammy Guevara returning to the inner circle. Um, and then uh, I, I'm just excited to see how these guys uh, kind of take turns battling each other every week, uh, different combinations. I'm excited to see FTR, you know, doing battle against uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz. Um you know, and we're going to get uh, Jake Jack Hagar. Maybe he'll finally have a feud that we give a hoot about. Man, there's going to be owl. There's going to be a flock of owls of people just giving a hoot about Hagar and Wardlow battling for something more than we're the same size kind of. 
So, Matt, I I think that was number one. It's it's going to be telling a lot of stories for AEW going forward. And I'm just going to make a passing mention at the fireside scotch sipping. So, Matt, you said in an unprecedented move, NXT somehow let you down in one segment. Matt, what was that dishonorable mention this week? Oh, this is this is unprecedented in so many ways because it's two, like two segments let oh. me down this week. Uh, Mike, the Grizzled Young Vets got jobbed out. Uh, they lose and they get beat up. Uh, and it's, oh, it's just something. Uh, they, they, they were the ones that looked like fools and they lose and they looked weak, which is the, I mean, that's the trifecta of bad decision making. So they're already coming off losses uh, in big matches. It's just going downhill. And with this being one of the strongest tag teams I have ever seen, I said it. I don't get it. Uh, the other thing, Mike Zyli is also getting jobbed out, uh, where Casey Cottonzaro comes in with a crutch and starts destroying Zyli, and Bow had to come out and uh, stop stop the destruction, but. That this was something where we were selling some sort of supernatural identity for Xylee, and that's all gone because she was destroyed by a crutch. Uh, and, and I, I don't get it. Both of those decisions. I, I told you, Mike, that this is one of the better NXT shows uh, in a very long time, but it also it was very top heavy. And when you go really top heavy, the bottom falls below sea level, uh, which is we just talked about that in the. Uh, Red Wings podcast um, <laughs> yesterday. Nobody cares. Uh, but yeah, when you when you get too high and you start to fall, you you fall hard. Uh, but this this is a good time as any to move into the number one NXT segment of the week for the Wednesday Night Wars. Which how long are we going to be doing that? But Mike, uh, it's an NXT Championship match with Adam Cole and Finn Balor. That would be enough. Uh, and this was an incredible match. I, I just. You know, if if it was if you needed to get drunk, there were enough Panama sunrises around to <laughs> get you leaped up. Uh, but Mike Kyle O'Reilly gets involved and does this sort of ghost appearance, and Adam sells it as like, "Oh my God, Kyle's here!" You know, like uh, as if he and they they said it too, as if he had seen a ghost, and it was a great sell by the announced team, great sell by Adam Cole. He was terrified, and of course, this results in Finn Balor getting the win. Kyle comes in, stares down Finn Balor for a bit, but you know why Kyle's there. Just goes to town on Adam, and it, it is fantastic. And like I said, this this looks like it could be so brutal, bad, disgust. Like this this could end up being um, where where it kind of fell flat at the end for Champa and Gargano. Like I, I don't think any of us were too satisfied with the end of that feud. I think this is where the torch is handed off. And if we're going to see two guys beat the shit out of each other, because I tell you right now, if you don't have time to watch all of NXT, I mentioned before, if you want to watch a full match, I told you which one to watch. Mike, if you just want to see somebody get punched and kicked in the head for real, watch Kyle O'Reilly beat the shit out of Adam Cole because he punched him and kicked him for real and sold the hell out of <laughs> Adam Cole. And we know they're best friends. We know they've been fighting and wrestling around the world together for years, but those two were like, "No, man, just punch me and punch me in the head, make it look real." And Kyle said, "Well, there's only one way I can make it look real, 
and goddamn did he do it. But Mike, <laughs> that could have been the end. And then my I was kind of like getting settled in. I was like, man, what a great show. And then Finn Balor, looking, watching this happen, stops. And his eye goes down, you know, down and to the left. So it's kind of like he feels a presence behind him. And he says, what took you so long? And I got chill. I got. I just got chills again. Karrion Cross is right behind him. Like, you know, compared, compared to the main roster, is Karrion Cross the biggest pro wrestler of all time? Absolutely not. Compared to Finn Balor, he's a giant. And just this giant breathing through his nostrils right above Finn Balor. <laughs> it's horrifying for Finn. But it was an amazing way to sell what is should absolutely be, uh, you know, an NXT championship match come this these two nights of takeover. Mike, it was it was right up there with what we just watched at the last NXT takeover where Undisputed Era broke up. Mike, this was such great storytelling at the end of these NXT championship matches, and it's back to back. And I know I'm an NXT slappy, but I I just it, it was such a good way to start, you know, to, to get these feuds kicked off. We're going to be telling these feuds for, for what, another month now? Uh, just under a month. It, it's it's something that if you're a pro wrestling fan, you should just be to the moon right now. This is everything we want. You've got a blood feud. You've got, you know, uh, David versus Goliath. This is going to be amazing. And it just so happens that David is the best wrestler in the world right now. And I think... You know, one of the things, uh, the common denominator is something you always got to take into consideration where we said, wow, Kyle O'Reilly's the fucking man when we watched those, you know, 12 hot dog matches uh, between Kyle and Finn. And then Finn keeps fighting Roddy Strong. Then Finn fights Adam Cole. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Those were all 12 hot dog matches. And they didn't. And I'm not taking anything away from Kyle O'Reilly, but I think we went too long without saying Finn Balor is the, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I, I think it's going to look even better with Karrion Cross. Mike, best moment of the night. Like you said, you were surprised the direction I went and my numbers here, but I don't think anybody could argue that that cherry on top of Finn Balor, who's pretty bad at promos, doing an amazing job of that down and to the left and feeling the presence of Karrion Cross. It was, it was beautiful. Great storytelling. Fantastic job, NXT, all the way. Uh, obviously, Mike, with what you picked as number one, this was obviously the better show was NXT. I could feel it. Uh, number three was better than uh, AEW's number one. So uh, easy win. Uh, yeah, probably a layup, I think. But good try. Like, AEW, like, man, um, I'm excited to try and find the time when uh, NXT moves to Tuesdays uh, to maybe watch AEW and uh, not while well, it's being recorded. I'm excited for that. You well, know, maybe it's going to shows. I'm glad that you're, uh, you know, supporting a uh, billionaire, man. I, I'm just here for the wrestling. So I'm, you know. Oh, right. I'm just That's a little right. more indie than you are. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> there were no billionaires involved with AEW. Correct. <laughs> okay. Any whoozles. Um, Mike, you give all your money to Tony Khan. I will continue to give all my money to Vince McMahon. Um both of them, I think, uh, have done their fair share of, I mean, the Khan family. I mean, come on. Well, I bought this shirt. At, well, I think you got me this shirt, but I was going to buy it at Walmart. It was the Macho Man cream of the crop t-shirt. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, 
Matt, we've I've got uh, my we've... Uh, my Dexter Loomis. Um, oh boy, underneath you. underneath is my McIntyre. Matt, the next takeover is going to be so long. Dexter Loomis is going to get a match. Are you excited about that? <laughs> uh, we're almost at ninety minutes, man. We got to ride off into the sunset. It's yeah, uh, this went way too long. Yeah, it happens. It happens. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Go to BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com. Hopefully, I could put up another video like that Undisputed Era video. Mike, you're free to put in a video on YouTube whenever you have the time. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. I don't know why. It's, that was such a dick move. Mike has a real job. I don't. Um, <laughs> what's that BOD Podcast? And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, please subscribe. Uh, we, we actually set up the show ahead of time. So if you guys see that those shows are going up, make sure you set the reminders because, uh, hey, we want to go live when we say we're going to, but um, there's like babies involved. So just hit the notifications and you'll always be notified when we go live. Uh, same thing for Facebook, uh, not for Twitter though. So uh, if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, go to the YouTube channel. Also, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. That does the most good work for this show. Uh, it's going to help us jump up in the rankings and get noticed. Uh, when somebody search for uh, searches for wrestling podcast, uh, Mike, that's it. Let's that's it. it. Let's stay off, everybody. Thanks for.